Okay. Everybody's in? I'm here. Who's that? Ebony. Okay. We're waiting on one other person. Dr. Moore, are you here, sir? Peace to the God. Peace. As-salamu alaykum. We wind up give, being at 3 o'clock any damn way due to te- technical difficulties. I know. I know. I was, I was trying to get on at like 2.30. Right. You know the devil is busy, brother. Very busy. Well, uh, we're gonna start the podcast, and um, if the other people join, they'll join. Uh, James and uh, Angela are gonna call in. We'll see how it goes. How are you doing today, Sister Ebony? I'm doing good. Cool. Let's start off this podcast with an amen. Some people are happy with the vote and some people are not. And that's going to be the theme of tonight's um, one hour of black power thinking in the FN universe. I I would like to start off tonight. I usually let my guests start off, but um, I'm going to control the theme of this one because people have gotten their um, uh, weapons out and they are ready for war. Is there going to be a civil war in the United States of America over the election of uh, Joe Biden? And is it official yet? Um, I'll let you two chime in. Well, there's something definitely going on. I am trying to book an appointment at the Apple store. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I can't get in. The earliest appointment I could get was for <laughs> Sunday, 30 miles away. <laughs> and and that is your concern tonight after Trump is talking about uh, uh, annihilation of anybody that touches him in office? No, 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 no. What I'm saying <laughs> is, listen to what I'm saying. The shit is about to go down. These retail stores are locking down they shit. These retail stores are not playing. They locking it down. Right. I mean, Apple, you know, they just had a phone drop and you can't get in for an appointment. Hmm. They just had two phones drop and a speaker, but yet you Hmm. can't get in for an appointment. Come on, man. Something wrong. Uh, We'd like to welcome another guest, uh, Sister Angela, all the way from the left coast, west coast, welcome to DF and Universe. Hi, everybody. I found it. Hmm. <laughs> um, we, we're talking about the um, what's going to go down with the election of uh, Joe Biden. It's not hmm. official yet, unless anybody knows something different. It's official but, enough. Hmm. Yes, it There's is. about to be a civil war. Yes, <laughs> it is. A civil war. <laughs> I hope y'all got y'all spaghetti noodles because it's going down. My water is being delivered in a couple of hours. So, Ebony, what were you saying about, about not being able to get in the Apple store? Everything is shut down? Everything is shut down. Hmm. My daughter has to work at Coles tomorrow. 
Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if they sent her butt home early. Wait, wow. why are they doing all this? Because of some um, bullshit that Trump's getting up to? Yep. Yep. Uh, and not not what he's doing directly, but but they're saying there's going to be problems in the nation, and because uh, he's stirring the pot. to do this shit. Yeah, he's stirring the pot. It is what where, it is. where 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 is where is Sister Ebony calling from? Chicago, Chicago. area. Oh, she's from Chicago. Okay, she and right. uh, Sister okay, and Sister Angela's from California. Yes. yes. Okay, so he's okay. trying to pack so, you, Ebony. So I'm, 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 I'm actually here in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so I've actually been up to Black Lives Matter Plaza, um, that that goes right up, right up to the White House, and they now have these ex- extended fences or gates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're like nine feet tall or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But it's 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 been basically a party there. I mean, nobody's um, I mean, th- th- there's a lot of things that are that are boarded up. Mm-hmm. But I, but but in, in, in all honesty, <clears throat> I think that um, Trump has lost a lot of steam. Mm-hmm. And so it to, to me, it feels like you, 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 not only GOP, but um, a lot of the uh, top Trump supporters mm. at this point are, are bowing out. So they're, they're, they're not pushing for what he's pushing for. Mm. So this whole thing about civil war and civil unrest is just not being supported. Well, I don't think that there's going to be that um, at all on a large scale. I think it might be on a small, on a small scale in, in particular cities, but just around the country, I don't, I don't see that happening. It's like the man in Germany in 1945, locked up in the bunker and telling everybody to fight till the end. Yeah, so but so I I I think that would only go as far as um, limited supporters of him, like blind blind supporters. Yeah, but I think you know people are, you know I I I think people on the whole, you know, are looking at the climate of what's going on. And I think that they're just kind of like, you, you know, I, I think what Biden is doing right now is just coming out and telling people, telling people to be calm, telling people to respect the, the process. I think that's working. I think it's healthy. I think it's uh, 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 democratic or, or I think it's um, a decent uh, <clears throat> example of, of democracy. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to ultimately see. I don't, this whole civil unrest thing, I think that's just something that people like Brother Douglas who didn't vote, um, <laughs> w- w- you know, would w- w- kind of like to see, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that's that the, the people who are um, feeling a little rah-rah about their president losing, I think they're, they are in the minority, but they are out there and they're, they're, they are not sensible people these are people they've been going up to the uh like on election day they were going up to the polls and uh you know harassing people that was in there like if you had a a biden um bumper sticker on your car they blocked this one girl in i can't remember what city she was in but they blocked her in with their big giant trucks and so she couldn't move her car and she just recorded them and she was she was kind of laughing at them. But mm. 
yet and still, I mean, these people had her hemmed up where she couldn't move her car <coughs> just because she was supporting Biden. I mean, these yeah. people think just because somebody supports somebody that you don't support, that's that's justification for you harassing them and get even asking them the question of who they support. I mean, what is you talking to me for? We are perfect strangers. I wish somebody mm. would walk up to me and try to challenge me on who the heck's on my ballot. What? Don't yeah, say but, but, I don't know you. But 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 I, I I think that that's why we're at where we are right now is because Trump has you know he he in in the last four years have been uh, a pioneer of that type of behavior. And I think that the country has seen that and, and they've seen how divisive and how di uh, disruptive that, that is. And so I think yeah. that we're going to see a change in the next four years as relates to that. I, I, I think that what people, um, when they voted him in, I, I think they wanted to see someone who wasn't a politician and what that looked like for them in terms of leadership. And I think now seeing that, and seeing what the country went through um, in terms of a pandemic, and just in terms of uh, racial uh, uh, intolerance, uh, you know, across the board, football, countries, I mean, just, you know, just um, being uh, disrespectful of just, you, you know, calling people SOBs, uh, calling countries shit old countries, you know, just being that type of person. I, 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 I think that the American people, you know, want better for America. The, and the so I, and, 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 yeah, I, I, I and, and and that's what the majority of people I think are, are voting in. When when I when when I look at and what I've been looking at for the last couple of nights, um in, in terms of this election, when you can turn a when you can turn a state like Georgia from red to blue. That speaks a lot to me, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 that, and, and that my family is from the South. So I know what the South is like. And and so I am very appreciative of, of Stacey Abrams. I am very appreciative of, of, of the mayor in Atlanta. And I'm a very and I'm very appreciative appreciative of the people, particularly the black people of, of Atlanta and even the conscious um white people of Atlanta that have yeah. said, you know what? you know, this is a problem and this has a change. And so for them to, to turn from red to blue, and I don't, I don't like the terminology red to blue, you know, because I, because I, I'm one of those people that believe in the United States as opposed to red and blue states. Right. But, 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 but I just think in terms of morals and, and who we are as a people, when down south historically would have just went with the, the the white man and that didn't happen that to me speaks volumes of why voting counts and why it matters and that, and as much as brother Douglas and I have gone back and forward about this <laughs> about voting you know it, to, to me if, if at this point you don't understand the value of voting it's problematic to me yes I agree um, me too. Uh, let me. Let me. Um, I'm. I'm all by myself tonight. I got. I got two, three against one here. But let me say this to you, and I. I want your um, opinions on the next statement that I make. Um, 
on the one hand, if you're looking tread at lightly, it, tread lightly, bro. Yes, I know. If you're looking <laughs> at it from an optimistic point of view, uh, your point, Dr. Moore, is very uh, poignant because there is supposedly this um, change in, in colors of states, even though you don't want to call it that. But the other way of looking at this from a, a psychological standpoint is that this shows the reality of this country that it has always been divided even from the time of the founding fathers it has always been divided and somehow in that mix not a large portion but a very small portion of that mix is based on what are we going to do with these niggas and that continues today until 2020 and I'll let everybody give a response to that okay so 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 let me so let me start off uh, sisters, give me. I, 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 I'm, I'm not trying to be sexist by jumping in, but I, I don't want to lose my point. <laughs> so can can can, can 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 I jump in, sisters? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, to, to Robert Douglas's point about what are we gonna do with these niggas, I think that that's where that's where the narrative has to change because it's it's not about white people or white men dictating what are we gonna do with these niggas. It's about black people and not the word niggas. What are we gonna do with ourselves? Hmm. And 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 not allowing the and, and not allowing that pattern of white man to determine where where are we going to be. Hmm. I'm saying today, we as a, we as the offspring of the slave are saying that we are going to change who we are in America, in this America that they brought us. Two, I'm saying it's it's that perspective about what are we gonna do with the niggers? The niggers has has not it, that can no longer exist. That mentality has to go away. The mentality now has it has to be not what are we gonna do with the niggers, but black folks. What are we going to do with ourselves? Hmm. And 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 one of those <clears throat> positions is we are going to. No, no longer be or used to be the hands of picking cotton, but the hands of picking presidents. We, we, we are going to have a say-so, and you are going to respect our say-so and who's going to be the leader of this country. Hmm. Um, ladies? Well, they, they, uh, you, you mind if I go next, Ebony? I don't mind. Go ahead. I, I think they, they definitely, um, First of all, the comment that you made um, show about what are we going to do with the niggas, I don't know that that's uh, something that they're <laughs> even concerning themselves with. Right. I, 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 but I is don't, it a reality? Well, no, I, I don't think that it is. I don't know that it is. I, I don't. I think that they do what they do and will do what they will do regardless of what is going on with the niggas. They, they, uh, and in doing what they do, they're going to make sure that they come out on top, that they make the most money and whatever, and they don't care. They don't care what the effects of their of their methods is on the rest of us. 
those who are not like them. The you know the the rich is out for the rich, and they're going to continue to get richer, just no matter what the effects of their getting richer is on the rest of the populace. So um, when they when they um, get their tax cut, that big tax cut that Trump gave them, and and they're they're you know making more money hand over fist just you know since since then and especially during this pandemic they're the main ones getting all these handouts from the government during the pandemic they they have they have no consideration for the fact that that those tax cuts are being paid for by people who cannot afford those tax cuts and ain't getting no benefits from those tax cuts us um that that tax cut added I don't know how many trillions to the national debt that our grandkids are gonna have to pay pay down. They 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 that's not they don't take that into consideration. They don't care what, what's gonna what they're gonna do. They don't consider what they're gonna do with the niggas. They just live their lives despite whatever's going on with the niggas and despite the effect that it has on the niggas, the uh, the Hispanics, the whomever else. Anybody that's not them, the rich white man, hmm. all the other all the other demographics, as far as they're concerned, can get the duck sick. They don't care about any of us. Hmm. So I mean, I mean, and also with racism, of course, having been around in America since day one of America, um, <clears throat> it seems to me that. A lot of people, like normal thinking people, um, you, you might refer to them as allies, you know, people who are not black, but who who are on, not necessarily down with the struggle, but are, are just cool, cool people. Those those cool, normal people who know damn right. well that racism ain't, ain't the way to be and all that stuff. Right. Normal people. It's, it's like they don't they don't they are not black they don't live our experience and so they don't really uh have a, a a clear sense of what our struggle is what our struggles are they don't have a real sense of the impact of systemic racism on us so um when they do get enlightened to that then you know they they and i'm talking about when i say they, they i'm talking about the normal ones not people who are not black but who who see the struggle and then want to they get down with the cause and want to help out and we need that because we can't we can't we can't overcome it just ourselves just black people we, we would be just spinning our wheels mm -hmm. literally just spinning our wheels trying to trying to overcome systemic racism which has been in place since day one mm -hmm. so um that's that's all i wanted to say it, it, it takes a little <clears throat> um well some assimilation it takes some assimilation i know uh show the other day you said uh you know we, we wasn't trying to assimilate assimilate we was just trying to you know go for self and, and and get get our own and make we got our own demands and and whatever but really i i don't know that that's an effective way to go about it as far as um getting some 
equality in this country because because first of all, you you just you, to some degree you have to assimilate. America is a melting pot. There's there's a lot of us, not just not just black people. There's a lot of uh, what what's the word they use for ethnicities. us? No, just just d- different de- demographics that are right. underrepresented. Minorities. Um, I there's there's another word for it. Marginalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different marginalized demographics within this nation, and you know, black people. We're we're just one of them. And we're we're probably the most marginalized, but we're we're just one one. But we all got to band together and um, help each other overcome that, beat okay. that down, beat that back. And and it does take some assimilation, and that's that's why I can understand why when people say, you know, what did Barack Obama do for the black people? Well, Barack Obama did a lot of things for Americans. Mm-hmm. Which included black people, you know, because of Barack Obama, I, my son was able to stay on my medical insurance until he was 26, whereas he would have been kicked off and uninsured at the age of 18, if not mm. for Barack Obama and the mm. Affordable Care Act, you know, and everything well, else that that the Affordable Care Act. Uh, okay, we'll get into that. Um, I gotta keep it a little moderation on the um the time. Um, Ebony, you can go ahead and speak, and uh, we're going to cut it off at the 25-minute mark. We have to do it in intervals, everybody that's on on board, um, because we don't, if we try to go through one straight hour, they cut the podcast off abruptly without even saying anything. So we do it in 25-minute marks, and uh, we'll be right back after the message. But Ebony, you get the last word on um... the I think what the white man is going to have to realize is that soon the quote minorities will become the majority. Mm -hmm. I forgot what year is said by but the white man will become the minority. It's coming up soon. Yeah, I think it was like 2050 or something like that. 2045. 2045. Yeah. Latinos will be the majority ethnicity in the United States. Yeah, you know, and if they're having a problem dealing with this Trump thing, um, they're really in for a rude awakening when they realize, I think that's part of their problem now, is that they see themselves becoming the minority. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's why up. they acting out now. I think yep. that's why they elected Trump, because he fed he fed that inner being in them. I mm. I think some people were racist but didn't realize they were racist until Trump. Mm. They tried mm-hmm. to say, oh, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. But then when you see yourself aligning with this racist man mm. who's out front and for, you know what I'm saying, out on front street, whereas he not in the back behind his hood no more. He out here in Front Street in America, twirling the baton, reading everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you like it or not, you're going to march or get left behind. And unfortunately, a lot of us that were left behind 
because we didn't subscribe to that Hello? or we were the um or we were the victims of it you know now they're realizing oh shit you know everything we know is about to come unglued hmm. and they're having no problem accepting it hmm. yep okay we are at the 24 minute mark um Dr. Wayne, um, you can close us out for the last uh, 40 seconds. And we'll come back. Um, everybody, we're going to hang up, and um, I'm going to send you another invite. Just okay. look out for the um, the message. And we'll be back okay. in DF and Universe. Dr. Moore. Yeah, bro. I think I'm just going to hold over. Mm -hmm. Um uh, after listening to all the comments, uh, mm -hmm. we, we've got I, a lot. I, I wouldn't be able to get tonight, out without. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I wouldn't be able to say it in the next forty right. seconds. Exactly. So yeah, so I, I'll just I'll just hold on. All up. right, everybody, will be right back. All right. Yeah, for right. universe. Right. Peace. Peace. Back and we are in D F and universe. In one hour of black power thinking. Um, brother Moore, I want you to start off this uh next segment of the podcast. Where do you want to go with this? Um let, well, let me uh, first do a little musical introduction. That's what I always try to do. But um it never works out. Just uh two seconds of this. It ain't working. Go ahead. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> what the hell? Go ahead, Doctor Moore. Okay, so um, there's the, 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 the I mean, the sister said a lot uh, in the last segment. Um, mm. one of the things that the uh, one of the sisters was talking about was racism, uh, and you know, and that not being the way to be, and she was kind of describing um. Like the uh, races who I, I think are kind of normal and the ones that are not normal, if I, if I'm mm -hmm. using the terminology correctly, um, I, I I I think I kind of struggle with that in in you know um, the ones that see themselves as 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 or how we see them as normal or not normal. I. I I think mm -hmm. that's something that that we as as people of color need to, you know, you know, really look into in terms of why we are seeing a racist, you know, as normal or not normal. And then we kind of got into the uh, the sisters got into the discussion about Barack Obama and kind of like what he did for what he did or did not do, or how people perceive what he did or did not do um, in terms of uh, people of color. And so. Um, Something else I wrote down. Um, so um, there's something in in psychology because one of the sisters was talking about um, it, whether or not people see themselves as as racist or or or, or not. And mm -hmm. um, it's it's interesting to me because it, in psychology there's um, defense mechanisms that we talk about with repression and suppression. Mm 
right? And that's mm-hmm. the, the, the conscious and the unconscious. So suppression is when we purposely do something, right? Like we purposely, to, you know, suppress something, you know, because we don't want to deal with it. So that's suppression. Mm-hmm. But repression is, is something that we don't consciously do. We just have done it because it causes us so much anxiety and so much hurt that we don't want to deal with it. So we, so repression kicks in to protect us mentally and physically. So we repress it and, and we keep it down. It's, it's almost like, uh, you know, someone that, that got raped or got molested at a particular time in their life and they don't want to deal mm. with it. So repression kicks in so they don't even think about it. So it's, it's, mm. it's just like uh, your brain kind of naturally represses it. Right. It protects you. Right. Right. Now, <clears throat> when, when I wrote something down as I was thinking about all that, um, because, you know, I don't know if the audience is familiar with Dr. Joy D. Guru. And if they're not, then I'll just bring up um, a little bit about her. So Dr. Joy D. Guru, um, she has written this new theory called post-traumatic slave syndrome. Right. And what she talks about in post-traumatic slave syndrome is what happens in white America. Um, and, and in white America, what happens is that because of things like slavery and your ancestral um, forefathers being slave, being slave owners, because you don't want to deal with the bad part of who your ancestors were. There's something called cognizant dis- dissonance that that, that right that comes into play, and and what mm-hmm. what what happens about that is like it, it it what happens with that is that you start to mentally distance yourself from the bad part of things that you don't want to believe, right? Mm. So you know that your ancestors played a role in slavery but in mm-hmm. order for you to love him you have to cognizant cognitively distance yourself from the bad part of what he did and love the good part of what he did mm. right and 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 so and listen to both of what the sisters were saying you know when it comes to being a racist to me i see cognitive dissonance taking place because mm. what's happening to me if that if you are racist and you associate yourself with Donald Trump, to me, you you are saying, I like this part, but I'm going to distance this part, even though I know it's wrong. I'm not going mm-hmm. to I'm I'm not to I'm not going to mentally accept this part. So I'm so so, so you're referring to the the white people that support him. Well, not only white people, but just but 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 well, okay. Well, let's just deal with white people, right? So, if if if, if we're dealing with that based on what I was hearing your sister say earlier, we'll 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 just deal with white folks. So yeah, so the white people in 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 contemporary day that are saying that they support Trump, let's say a Lindsey Graham, let's say a yeah. uh, Mitch McConnell, and yeah. they and they're saying that they're not racist, and they're only going to. Um, so when Trump says something like there were good people on both sides, mm-hmm. they are they are only going to deal with <clears throat> the good part of Trump. When Trump says I want to make America great again, what does that mean to black people? 
they don't they're, they're not going to deal with that they're only going to deal with the good part of whatever that means for trump mm. so yes, so I, I don't know what? so am, am i losing anybody or does anything of what i'm saying <laughs> make sense? well my problem with that is they're <clears throat> if they're being honest with themselves you cannot identify a good part of trump there is no well, good that, part of Trump. When he talks about make America great again, he's talking about going back to a time when Mer- America wasn't great, but for one one segment of society, the white well, man. See, 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 in but fairness, I, 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 but and, see, and, you and, assuming and, everybody and, wants to be honest with themselves. There you go. Some people right. are just fine looking right. in the mirror at the lies yeah. that right. they that they reflect. That not right. everybody wants to sit down and have a come to Jesus moment. Right. right, right, and I what think they that's do most. Is they I think that's themselves from from the bad part mm-hmm. and accept him on the good that mm-hmm. that he's done. It's it's just like uh, uh, forty five has released criminals from prison. You, yeah, that's a good thing. But, but he didn't release that. Many, see that he he didn't release that. People many, see did. that over the the logical response that we should have in rejecting it. So I, I get what uh brother Moore is saying about the um how we distance ourselves from the things that um we protect ourselves from the things that we we shouldn't accept from people by suppressing it. So that's how um post traumatic slave syndrome works for the the white people it also works on us mentally i'll let you get into that but uh first let me put out a suggestion to y'all the reason that this voting dragged on so long is if you look at it from this same pessimistic point of view because there are too many people uh celebrating too early and that's the thing that a mistake that we make in the black community. We love to celebrate and we love to celebrate too early. But do you know there's a combination and this is only suggestive, um, subjective, it's not um, facts. But there are two uh, things that are working together against black people and we don't even see it. You have a COVID or pandemic a a something that 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 is deathly and it's a, affecting black people more than anyone except and for Latinos have, right and now you have 3 days they have pinpointed not only where those black voters are coming from but the nigger lovers white people that love them too do you know that how easy it is to concentrate that pandemic or whatever it is in the air to different areas of the country and nobody sees that. <clears throat> Am I being paranoid, Dr. Moore? Uh, well, you're I, not sorry, on you gotta, Facebook. You, you, you got you, you to gotta, you, you gotta re, re, go, go, go back again because you lost one a little bit. Um, but isn't it funny that it has taken three days for an election, and no election in the history of the United States has taken three days. Well, no, we didn't find out that George Bush stole the election from Al Gore until December 16th or December 12th, something like that. It was December 
when we finally... No, but, but they called the president. They called the president. This time, it's still at 214 for Trump and 253 for Biden, and it's it's not over yet. No, remember we had to go through all with the hanging chads and all that stuff? They didn't no, call that until December. Well, no, yeah, so brother, so 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 brother Douglas, in, in, in fairness to what you're mm-hmm. saying is um Donald Trump actually has up until December 15th or 16th right. to he, he right. has up until to, to 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 relinquish that. He can fight <laughs> this all the way up and all the way up until that time. Right. Right. But 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 traditionally what presidents have done in the past is they've just kind of right. uh, they they they've just kind of uh, uh, relinquish power and and right. and it said X Y Z. Trump is not right. doing that, but he has. Right. But 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 legally, he has up until December fifteenth or sixteenth to do that. Right. I think that Trump. Meanwhile, I well, I, let me just say one thing. I think that he's, of course, deathly afraid of not being the sitting president because as soon as he's not the sitting president. He's getting indicted on a whole host of state charges that Pence cannot get him out of. So he 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 needs to stay in office to just protect his own butt. And so he won't be prosecuted like he should be. And I also think that, um, yeah, if he wants to stretch this whole election decision out until as far as he wants to, that's fine with me. He could eat up the whole lame duck period with it because that means he he has that much less time to do the damage he would absolutely do if he knew that okay it's it's a it's a fate accompli i am out i've been elected i've been voted out and i only got so many weeks to to do the rest of the the damage i want to do until Biden takes over until Biden's inaugurated. So to me, yeah, go ahead and stretch that out. We already know what what the math the math has already been done. We 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 know who's uh we can tell when when Biden gets to two hundred and seventy electoral votes. So this this man still you know stalling things and and delaying the inevitable. To me, it's fine with me because. That means he has less time to to do the damage that he would do once he realized it's a wrap. So right. yeah, and you keep on you keep on um, pussyfooting around until until. And I have to cut you off right there because oh. we're we're approaching the twenty minute mark. Um, so the the thing that the point that I was trying to make was the we're focused on the dog owner but not the dogs that he releases. Do you understand that people with their own agenda, it's just like in, uh, what was it, West Virginia where, where the guy ran over the uh, the, the lady? Mm-hmm. Um, Plowed into that crowd, the protesters? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that right. was in Charlottesville. Charlottesville, West Virginia. Right? Yeah. Okay. Do you know that Trump didn't have to say anything to these people for them to do that to to a crowd of protesters. People assemble lawfully in in order to protest something that they didn't agree with. Are mowed down by the dogs that are released 
by the dog owner. I don't know if people can get that, but um, I he's all about dog out. whistles. Yeah, he's always when after this uh during the and you don't hear the whistle. <laughs> yeah, and during during the uh George Floyd protests, he, hmm. he he he, I am I am of the belief that this man was actively sending white supremacists into hmm. hot spots like over in Portland, Oregon, where they got up. Portland, oh, Oregon. Portland, Oregon might be racist, but they ain't, they ain't never made a peep. I mean, they right. it was protesting. You never heard of them. Yeah, but of they was protesting was. For, for for weeks. And and he I think he he deliberately sent people in. Well, he definitely sent in like the National Guard and stuff like that and even had them uh turn turning against American citizens. Get gassing American citizens outside the White House because he wanted to go do a, a photo op. He t- he had people gassing American citizens when remember the very first uh, uh, mm-hmm. military thing he did was when he when he called himself went across the street from the White House. No, I'm talking about photo. what happened in Aleppo in Syria over there when when uh, the. I forget homie's name over in Syria was gassing his own people and Ivanka Trump claimed that was just so offensive to her delicate sensibilities that she, daddy had to do something. And so mm-hmm. <clears throat> daddy launched some damn missiles over there and, and <laughs> tore up a, a, a runway, which they were still using like within days of him having done it. So it was basically $80 million wasted to do nothing and uh, allegedly because it was just so so uh they just couldn't stand the fact that this man was gassing his own people and then fast mm-hmm. forward to hell just the other day he gassing people outside the white house hmm. yeah yeah you know um it's crazy because if you look at a lot of those pictures even here in chicago when stuff jumped off when they started doing all that looting and stuff Mm-hmm. You know, all it takes is one person to kick it off. Then all you got to do is step back. You know what I'm saying? These folks that have been mm-hmm. oppressed for forever, they can't pronounce the name of these bags that they going snatching. Mm-hmm. But all it takes is one little match. Mm-hmm. And, everything and a lot of that, night, the whole crowd. a lot of time, a lot of us are followers instead of leaders. Yes, a lot of that stuff got just sparked by the white supremacists that he dispatched to go spark it. Exactly. When, when exactly. The, when there it was, white was um, crawling in and out of windows. Yeah. There black folks. Over all the, the vi- all the violence was getting started by white people, and then they was blaming Black Lives Matter, and it, any anything mm-hmm. walking in black was getting getting the blame for it. The, yeah. It was and, it was a white so man. It was actually a white police officer who was. Um, breaking the windows at the auto zone in Minneapolis and started that riot. And then, you know, led to other uh, violence. Yeah. And then you saw it popping yeah. up all over the country where, where every time there was a peaceful protest, you had some knucklehead start some drama violence yeah. and that mm-hmm. knucklehead was, had nothing to do yeah. with black lives matter had nothing yeah. to do with the peaceful protest, but that's, but black lives matter and black people in general were the ones being blamed for it. Yeah, Hmm. because unfortunately, a lot of the black people that feed into that are followers. They are not leaders. 
they are not gonna jump on that or mm. jump on that white man's back and be like, nah, man, not in our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? You go do that over there in your neighborhood. A lot of mm. us, unfortunately, <laughs> are not gonna do that. You know, mm-hmm. because we are so oppressed that oh snap, we just gonna follow him into this store. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then it starts I'm up on loop. And then it starts <laughs> off as a little rock, and next thing you know, it's a boulder. You see what I'm saying? So you kick it off. And then you step back and you go on back <laughs> in your little ritzy neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And sip your tea and watch the news at all this catastrophe mm. that you've unleashed. You said, look at the niggas. Yeah. And, then and to be honest. People, and because they're black people, like Angela said, Black Lives Matter is going to get the blame for it. Mm. Exactly. You know, and to be so, black folks. So we, we have to be very vigilant in, in terms of. Uh, what we said well celebrating it's okay to celebrate but we also have to be on watch for everything that's going on because these things are not just happening in a vacuum everything is connected so dr Moore, take us out of this next uh 25 minutes you've got three minutes to go i'm almost afraid to do that um <laughs> we touched on some uh, suppression and some uh conspiracy theories here yeah, so I don't. And I don't you really have to get talk into... us down because we we about to set this place on fire. Yeah, yeah, I I hear that. I'm not sure where I fit in with all this. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so so let me ask you. So um, um, as a person that votes, and the two sisters that vote, where do you fit in this conversation, in terms of what you should be doing? as a non-voter because we we see ourselves as, as voters we see ourselves as participants in terms of um the election process but not only seeing ourselves as the um election process uh, of the president but i think that as voters we also participate in the local elections yeah and we understand that it is just we understand that it is it's not just you know voting for the president to change our life but also voting on local elections that affect our personal lives, like where our kids go to school. Our judges. Like, who's going to be, right, like, who's going to be our judges? So we understand that, right? And, 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 and in looking at what we're going through right now with this electoral college and everybody, everybody's vote being counted, even though, you know, the non-voters feel like your vote doesn't count. But now seeing what you're seeing, my pushback to you is what role do you all play as non-voters in this situation? Because we're doing our part. What mm-hmm. role do you all play as non-voters in this situation? That's a very good question, brother. Um, my only answer to you is that I had a mother yeah. that um, also articulated everything that you said that you all said now that you all advocate for now in terms of voting and everything that she wished to have happened has not happened in her lifetime with the exception and she died just before my mother died on mother's day 2008 Um, when did when did um barack obama come into office well, he was elected um, in 08 and he started in 09. She yeah. died 
four to six months before he, he got into office. We're at twenty five no. minutes. Yep, and that's why I turned on the music. I uh, will be right back in DF and Universe after these messages. Let the church say Amen. Amen. We'll be amen. right back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, show. I got to jump on something you said when we get um the doctor back. No problem. Y'all know that Randy Jackson um has an album. Mm, no, I didn't know that. Mm-mm. Kim Burrell and Rance Allen. I understand. I'm not even into gospel music, but uh, it hit my heart a little bit tonight. I usually play different types of music coming back. I don't know where the good doctor is. We can start off the podcast. You're back in DF and Universe, and um, we have two special guests on tonight. Um, we're talking about voting and effect effectiveness of, of voting and I was going to answer Dr. Moore's question about what non-voters should do because we're all in this together. Uh, there he is, Dr. Moore. I'm just about to answer your question about what should be the duty of non-voters in um, this trying times. Okay. We're actually supposed to be celebrating but that's the optimistic view. There are those who are non-voters that take the pessimistic view. Like, don't trust none of these motherfuckers. That's what I say. But I'm, I was telling you about my mother and the struggle that she had and all of the things that you guys are articulating now on the pro-vote side. Pro-vote side is what she articulated in 1970. My mother was not only a voter, an avid voter, but she was on the board of election since she came to New York. She was raised in South Carolina. And when she came to New York, she's been on the board of elections ever since. So she's seen firsthand all of the things and all of the tricks that happen. And there's always a pushback. Like when... Uh, Barack Obama came into office which she never got, even got to see she only missed it by a couple of months mm. Mm. when he got into office do you know how many number of uh, black men and black women started dying at the hands of the police so here's what I'm talking about those silent dogs that um, are released every time there's some type of black progress. And while it is okay for us to celebrate, we have to be on point, on security point, on what is the potential danger in every advancement we make. They had the Wall Street um, advancement of black people that was burnt down. This happened in, a, what was that, um, Utah or wherever that was, that, that took place, Black Wall Street. Oh, Oklahoma, right? That was Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So 
But 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 in, in fairness, bro. Real quick, I, I, real quick, I, I, real quick. I just gotta say something. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I vote not because of what I'm going to see materialize. It's mm-hmm. about what I want for my children and my grandchildren. While your right. mother did not get to see it, you right. got to see it. Your children got to see it. So all right. their mouths, my grandmother walked to vote. It wasn't about her necessarily. It was about right. improving the life of those that came behind her. Right. So you can't so we say... We could have done that with struggle rather than voting. Not that voting should have been eliminated or not considered at all. But the fact that we put all of our eggs in that basket, whether it be local elections and um, national elections, the fact that we have not even considered other alternatives, not that we want to want to ever stop voting. We want to always practice that right. But we can't have the 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 um, attitude vote or die. But I think or, in fair, but, but we can't have. Go ahead. Brother Douglas, I think in fairness, there has not ever been in the black community one unanimous way of uh, of, of dealing <laughs> or articulating black issues. I I right. I, yeah, I, I, I commercials. So, okay, but look, no, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Let, let me finish. But let me finish. Let, let me finish, please. So what 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 I'm saying is, why stifle the vote, or why disheartened? the people that are voting. Why not do all things, right? And so what I'm saying is, is that it, first, first and foremost, what I want you to understand is that every change that has happened, whether it was the 13th Amendment, 14th Amendment, the 15th Amendment, the 19th Amendment, as it relates to women voting, all of those, all of those changes have come through the political arena. So what I'm saying is you can't eliminate the vote because all of the changes come Never through the political. No, I, I didn't tell you did. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to educate for a moment. And what I'm saying is that any changes, any laws, Brown versus Board of Education, I mean Plessy versus uh, uh, Ferguson, all of those changes, all those laws that have that 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 have affected Black people have come through the political arena. So you can't marginalize or minimalize the political arena in the voting process. So when I hear black people not participating, it upsets my soul because I understand where we come from with that. You know, and and and, and it's, 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 it does us a disservice to say, I'm not going to participate because what happens is you, if you don't put these things on the book, if you don't make these things law, they don't happen. And so I'm saying, reason why we have a 13th Amendment, a 14th Amendment, a 15th Amendment, you know, woman's right to vote. The reason why we, uh, 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 abortion, all of these different things is because we have to make it law. So if you're not going to participate in that process, it is a problem for me. And it is hard for me to have a conversation with someone who does not understand that? Because if you're not going to make it law, what are you doing? You're fighting against yourself. I, and, and I remember being in New York with you, 
in the in the early uh, 1990s. And I remember going to the Slave Theater with you. The first time I've ever met Al Sharpton was when you was doing security for him. But the one the 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 biggest thing that I remember from from one of those meetings that I was at at the Slave Theater is Al Sharpton said, "You're going to be one of two people." You're going to be someone on the sideline who's throwing rocks mm-hmm. or you're going to be someone who's participating in the process. And, 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 and so where do you want to fit in that? And so my question is like, where, 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 if, if you're on the sideline throwing rocks and being critical of the process, that's one thing. But if you're in it, if you, if you join in, then that's something different. Because it's hard for me to be respectful and be mindful, you know, of a person that's not in the process with me and marching with me, but criticizing and throwing rocks. Because I'm because I'm one of those people that's gonna get hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have to talk about tonight. Uh, this is not changing the subject, by the way. This is actually adding to the equation on uh, what we are discussing. Um, someone named King Vaughn from um, Chicago. You ever heard of him, Ebony? No. He's a rapper in um, Chicago. He's into gangbang. Um. Apparently, he was killed in Atlanta. Now, oh, yeah. that I heard about because what's crazy is, what's crazy is, dude knows my son-in-law. Get out. They grew up together. Well, my son-in-law's wow. mother moved him out of that neighborhood. Hmm. Okay? He said, or else that very well could have been him with with dude. But see, what you don't know is that there was a dude in the neighborhood that was kind of over all of them. They got killed mm. a couple weeks ago that my son-in-law right. considered like an uncle. Well, he got right. killed a couple of weeks ago because from kind of what I understand is that he had did some dirt and it came home to roost. I know a little bit more about it, but I'm right. not going to say that. He had right. did some dirt and he came back on them. So mm-hmm. he his life was ended. But these were all people that my son-in-law grew up with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's sitting on the sideline looking like, damn, that could have been me. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's a whole nother equation. You say, yeah, I heard of that. I heard of that. But then it's a whole mm-hmm. different ball game when you're sitting there with somebody mm-hmm. who's reflecting on had things, decisions not been made for their well-being right. that they very well could have been in that same situation. Right. So trying to wrap and your I- head around that as a 25, 26-year-old man, you know, is difficult. Right. I honestly didn't give a fuck at first. And then I saw this man had two children, two daughters. Mm-hmm. And it, it just knocked me right in the head because I was like, oh boy, here's another gang influence violence. But then it just hit home 
when I seen the two girls on his lap. This man is 25 years old, and those two girls no longer have a father. And it's all stuff that could have been avoided. Um, but there's no vote or no thing that we do as black people that is going to save us from that. But it goes right back to your point, Dr. Moore, at the beginning of this podcast. What are we going to do for ourselves? Speak on it, people. Well, part of it is not just a matter of what we do for ourselves. It's kind of like what we do for those that come behind us. You know, it's you you can set the plate, you can set the table for your family so many times. You know, a friend I know that had no children at the time told me, I can't eat and break the plate. I ain't got to worry about nobody coming behind me. But when you who's 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 just speaking? It's just that uh Ebony, Ebony yeah. Yeah. Okay. We all know this person. Okay. We're not Dr. Okay. Moore, but others of us know this person. You know, and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I know this person also. <laughs> oh, I, 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 yeah, I, I come from where you come from, sister. I'm, I'm there. Okay, you know, so, you know, not having to worry about those that come after, after us. But when we have children, um, it's deciding to have. I think somebody said have a piece of your heart walk around outside of your body. Or it was described mm-hmm. to something to that level, you know. Mm. So while this man made these decisions and his children are now mother, I mean, his children are now fatherless, then it comes mm. down to then who steps in for his children. You know, what community member takes them under his wings? Unfortunately, mm. you hope it's not the same people that took this man under their wing and he went down that path. You just hope that somebody from the community, somebody from the village steps in that can look beyond this street shit and revenge Hmm. shit to look out to make sure that these babies don't lose nobody else that they consider uncle. You know what Hmm. I'm saying? Or auntie behind some stuff that happened in the street. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like you can go so far to get away from it, but if you're traveling with the same group of people, you're not just getting away from it, you're taking it with you mm-hmm. all the way to ATL. You know, and unfortunately, sometimes we have to make clean breaks of people. You know what I'm saying? It hurts. You know, we, we've been friends for forever, but if I'm trying to better myself, and get out of this hole, then unfortunately, you got to cut some ties. You know, and one of mm. um and one of my cousins kind of recently went through this on Facebook of cutting ties with people that she grew up in the church with because unfortunately, while we grow up together, we don't have the same views. Mm. So it's kind of like <laughs> You know, at some point, no, I go, go, go ahead, at some point, you know, our paths begin to split at the why. So you sometimes you have to honor that why and don't try to carry it over. You know, you got to mm. honor that. You got to honor that split. 
Hey, hey, brother Douglas, I'm mm-hmm. listening to Sister Ebony, and mm-hmm. it, 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 I, I don't, I don't know that Sister Ebony and uh, Sister uh, Angela know our background, right? <laughs> like, like, like where we come I from. I had nothing to do with it, sir. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I'm listening to her, listening to her speak. You know, and and, and you referring to me as Doctor Moore. I, you know, I don't know the sisters know where I come from and what my background is, has been. No, I don't. I, I but, told them a little bit before you got on tonight. <laughs> we were but, waiting but for yeah. you to come on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I come from the hooders of the hood. I come mm. from the gangster of the gangster. Mm. You know, I, I I I have lived and done it all. Um mm. and, and and so for me to be at the point where I have acquired an adopt a doctor degree, um, Brother Douglas and I go way back. And and he and his younger brother and I go even further back. <laughs> but <clears throat> you know. I, you know, I I was definitely one of the one of the statistics. I, I was one of the people that was not was not supposed to make it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you know. So I, you were I, one I, of the people who what that was not supposed to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I I was a gangster for life. You know, I was one of those people that wasn't ever going to college. Hmm. You're supposed to be a statistic. You know, didn't even. Yep. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What? How'd you was, change that around? Ooh, let me tell you something. It was. It. it <laughs> I, I don't even know if I have one answer for that. But um, it, it 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 was challenging. Um, look. Let me start off by saying to you that I didn't even go to college until I was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I I'm, when I came out of high school. I thought I was going to get rich selling drugs. So I, I spent like the first four years of my life like in a whole different world. Being a whole different person. You know, and, and, and then after spending those first four years of living my life like that, um, but not living my life like that's where I had come from. But then after doing all that, I said, let me try something different. Now, in, in the mix of that, um, I I left D.C. And I, and I came to New York. And, and that's where I ran into Brother Douglas again. Because I had ran into him <laughs> in my younger days in South Carolina. <laughs> but, I, but I ran into him again when I got to New York. Ironically enough, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm going to this job interview. But here's this guy in a suit and bow tie on on the G train. I think it's the G train. And, and, and he's on he's in a suit and bow tie, and I'm looking at him I'm like that dude look familiar. He got has a suit and bow tie on, and I said, "Hey man, you look familiar. You know anybody? You know anybody ever tell you? You know you." I think I said something to him about his name Sleek, because that's what we used to call him back back in the day, Sleek. And and he looked at me My and he was like, this. "Yeah." <laughs> and and, and we, so there was this chemistry that 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 took place, and so we, we started interacting, and he started inviting me to all these freaking 
Muslim um, Nation of Islam events. Now, I was uh, I was Orthodox Islam. I, I had grown up Orthodox Islam, so the Nation of Islam was something that was taboo to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so he invited me to this Bible study. I went to the Bible study. I was like, why does a nigga keep inviting me to all these damn Bible? <laughs> you know, I, I don't like this. I don't like this shit. You know, I ain't into that. But he would be like, you know, hey, bro, come to the Bible study. So I would go. But I was like, then I started getting aggravated. I was like, man, I ain't going to that shit. I'm tired of that Bible study, you know, crap. Then he started inviting me to go see uh, uh, Al Sharpton at the, at the uh, Slave Theater mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. And I was like, so I went, but he didn't tell me he was doing security for for, um, uh, uh, for Al Sharpton. So I'm sitting in the audience and I see this dude come out on the stage doing security. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Why is this nigga on the stage? So so anyway, so our relationship started to build, and and we used to battle back and forth about the nation of Islam, the Orthodox Islam, and ultimately, I found myself in a situation where I was like, you know what, you know, I agree with this. This makes sense to me. So anyway, so I, I all of that took place, and then I, the teachings of is uh, of the nation, just took. They overwhelmed me, and I, and I started to believe in the teachings. And one of the, one of the teachings, the biggest te- the biggest teachings, I think that overwhelmed me was the black man was God, mm-hmm. and the, and and that you know as God, there's nothing that you should like supersede yourself to. And and there was a, this part of the teachings that started talking about math and science and history, and and that you are the god of math, you're the god of science, you're the god of history. All of this stuff started to click in my head. And so I remember the minister saying at some point that you should never look at anything that the white man puts in front of you and be defeated by it. So I was like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that I can pass any math test, any science test, any <laughs> history test, so that 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 became supreme in my mind. So when that became supreme in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to college, and I'm not going to let any test the white man give me defeat me. Right? I was mm-hmm. I was like twenty. I was like twenty, early twenties, twenty twenty one. So I I started applying to colleges at that point. So I got accepted to South Carolina State. South Carolina State accepted me, and I refused failure from that day as it related as it related to academics. Mm. Anything anything that they put before me academically, I believe that I was superior to it, and that's why I ended up with a doctoral degree. And we are in DF in universe. One hour black power thinking. We're at the twenty two minute mark. Twenty three minutes. We have uh, three minutes left, and um, Sister Angela need to say something. Go ahead. Oh, I'm doing a lot of listening. The reason why I asked you about um, Dr. Moore about you know what inspired you to change from that street life to 
academia to go into college is, you know, I have a a lot of uh, brothers in my family who fit the description, whatever the description may be. And uh, my nephew, a couple of my nephews are definitely in that street life and and on that path that I, I really wish they could be inspired to, you know, get off of so and and i and i just am am at a loss as to how to even talk to them in a way that would you know steer them in the right direction so that's that's why i even asked you the question because you know i don't i don't get to talk to people who have actually lived that life and made a decision to change and then successfully changed and you know um so I that's that's I appreciate you uh, sharing that with me or with us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. And we're at the twenty-five minute mark. Uh, would anybody like to come back for a bonus round? I'm down. I'm here, bro. And we'll be right back. All in right, another twenty-five minutes, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the. Um, psychological aspect of uh, success and how it's defined. It's not only in academia, but just in life in general um, to avoid the pitfalls of being Black in America. And we'll be right back. Peace. Peace. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey now. Wait, no, one more person. How you like it so far? I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a religious show, by the way. It's actually a psychological, which is why our brother Wayne is on there. But um he understood the principles of um, the way we have to think in order to escape the ghetto mentality. Now, mo- all of us... Yeah, how to escape the ghetto mentality. We've escaped it. We've got some form of success. We may, we not, may not be rich, but uh, <laughs> we, we've uh, escaped the, the bullshit. Yeah. And that's that's why um, my business card says no more nigga shit. We have to get out of nigga thinking. And that we need to do as a collective, as a whole community, black community. Hopefully, um, Brother Wayne will be on in a minute. A little musical. Um... What do they call it? I forgot the word just that quick. Time to go. Brian Fast Leisure. Have you gonna spread the platinum plan? Huh? Spread the platinum plan. What platinum plan? You know the platinum plan that Ice Cube came up with and then shared it oh, with Oh, we talked you. about it. Um oh, y'all I did. think I think it's um a good um program. It it is it, it's not the end all to be all, 
but it's something because we just can't leave it to the politicians to do it for us. Well, you know what? Uh, ironically enough, it's already been done. A lot of a lot of the tenants of the platinum plan were right. already in, in legislation. It, he, he just right. cobbed them together into this plan that he's calling the platinum plan and then presented that to the Trump administration and then right. they made it into put their own Trumpism on it and uh and that that's and and then made a promise of five hundred billion dollars to benefit the black community, which if you read the plan that they came up with, it's not it's not that five hundred billion dollars don't hold your breath. Bill in his life. Why would he? Why would he pay that? He ain't never kept a promise in his life. Why would he keep that one? And he dang yeah. sure he never did anything to benefit black people in his life. Hmm. Why would he start with that? It, 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 all he all the only reason why he even uh, signed or any kind of partnership with Ice Cube for that plan was to garner more of the black vote. That's it. It was all about just getting elected. He had no expectations or no intention of honoring anything he agreed to with that plan. Please. Yeah, I, 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 I think Brother Douglas and I have, have had uh, an extensive uh, conversation about that Ice Cube thing. And, you know, I, I liken that to um, uh, what's the brother's name? Nick Cannon. You know, and what Nick Cannon did uh, with um, talking about the Jews, I think he put himself, you know, in, in a situation where he wasn't prepared for. I don't think Nick Cannon was educated enough about the Jewish Holocaust or Jewish history, right? To to, to have that conversation, and I think Ice Cube, you know, was not educated enough to put himself in a political position to deal with to deal with his issues as it, as it relates to the black community. And so because he wasn't, I think he allowed himself to be taken advantage of. And it is what's disappointing to me. It's not the most disappointing, but it is a very disappointing aspect of this is that he, did you really trust that this man was going to do anything that he said that he agreed to do? Did you? Yeah, did, but yeah, I, but 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 I, I think in fairness, he he was not educated enough in terms of the political arena that he could have walked in there naively enough, feeling like that, you know. I because because again, I don't know who he consulted with in terms of his yeah. in terms of Ice Cube's black agenda. I don't know who he sat down with and and came up with this because I know I wasn't a part of it. I don't think Brother Douglas Angela was a part can of tell it. You. Well, like I said, a lot of what was in that platinum plan was all, it, some of those things are already in legislation, dead legislation that's not going anywhere. But it, it's it's hmm. not all of those um, uh, aspects or bullet points of in that plan are original. They're, right. They're, so 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 again, if the, if that's the case, then who did he consult with before he took that to the White House? So that he, that you know, in another consulted with. He consulted. It's it's rumored that he consulted with Steve Bannon of all people. 
Steve Ben, so black he can. I guess he was the only black representative he needed. I don't know, but Steve <laughs> Bannon is who he sat down with, and and uh, one of Steve Bannon's lawyers was friends with Ice Cube's lawyers, and that's how they all got together and and yeah. and thought this was a good but, thing to do. Yeah, yeah, but but it, so in fairness to the black community, that's not fair. No. You know, it's, it's almost like it's it's almost like having a conversation with Flavor Flav about what needs to happen in terms of black community. I think he had good intentions, but I think that it would have done him better. It would have served him better had he said, you know what, let me humble myself and say, I don't know enough about politics to let me involve some black politic, uh, politicians who have done this historically before yeah. before I go there you know I I've always you know been a fan of Ice Cube but that's on the entertainment side I I cannot honestly say that I think he had good intentions with this plan it 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 is so and I'm not an expert on politics I'm I'm not even an expert on what the black people need to do to, to help the black people, although I am a black person. But no, he, he wasn't coming into this with uh, good intentions. I think he was coming into this as a multimillionaire who was interested in protecting his pockets. And the only reason why uh, the Trump administration gave him an audience is because they wanted to, they knew that Ice Cube would bring with him some black voters. That's it. Well, That's the bottom line with these people. He knew that they, look, Trump, Trump is better for his bottom line than Biden would be because he makes more than $400,000 a year. Um, right. So, so I'm, so I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of pushback. All right. right. And my, so my push, my pushback is I, so I don't know that's the case with Ice Cube. I think that's the case with Lil Wayne. I don't know if that's the case with Ice Cube. I, I <laughs> genuinely think that Ice Cube, um, based on based on his rascal. history in the black community, I think historically we can make the argument that Ice Cube genuinely cares about the black community. But what has he done in the, the black community? Okay. Who this so, sound like last week on his show? <laughs> Okay. I mean, I, I know repeat. what LeBron James has done in the black community. I know what Nipsey Hussle had done had done in the black community. What has Ice Cube done? Okay, so <laughs> we had we, we we had the we had the big three. We have the um uh the the other show, the comedy connection show that 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 he's done. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, it's it's kind of like a wilding out. But it's but it, but it's a that Ice Cube thing. did, yeah, yeah. He he actually started it. There's a number of things that he's done in the black community. Um, well, why the night was on the, MTV, so that wasn't necessarily something that was black community. Well, it he, had black people on it, but it had other yeah, people on yeah. it too. But yeah, that's but, an MTV it, thing, so yeah. But 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 I'm just I'm just comparing it to the MTV thing. But yeah. if, if 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 we go back to um, Ice Cube and where when when he broke off and started doing his thing, he was very active in the Nation of Islam at one point. 
and the the whole thing with, with you know with fuck the police and you know and all that stuff he was very active you know in the black community so i i, I don't believe I, I, or and this is subjective completely subjective you know i don't believe that ice cube um intentionally uh, went out to do harm to the black community i don't believe that and i don't believe that he was um subjective in 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 only looking out for himself himself in that situation i think that he genuinely this is again subjectively i i think that he had the black um agenda um posit- positively in in his mind i i, I think that he had a, a genuine uh, positive interest as relates to the black community that's that's what I think. I just think that it went wrong because he did not have enough uh, of know-how to implement okay, what, it, what right for, for, for what he wanted to do. Now, I don't think the same thing for Lil Wayne. I think Lil Wayne, it was personal. I, I, I think that whatever he thought, he only cared about Lil Wayne. I think historically, Lil Wayne is only ever gave given a shit about himself, and I don't personally. I don't understand why the black community supports Lil Wayne like they do. Because okay. Lil Wayne's um, music is is it, Lil Wayne knows how to make good music. I mean, I I have to admit, I like his music. Well, However, it's not good music. Uh, well, we, maybe uh, maybe that might be too well, minute well, long in DF and universe, and we are not gonna turn this into a hip hop show. Listen, I know. Listen, I mean, when I say I like his music, I mean I'm I I don't spend money on it. I don't go to his concerts Do unless not I'm working. Break out into dance. But That's listen, uh, <laughs> as far as like off the stage, I mean, I know. Damn well not to follow no Lil Wayne. I mean, okay. uh, on a I, political I gotta, tip. I got to wheel it back in because this is our last 12 minutes of the 25 minutes. Man, you got one remaining. more time to interrupt me. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I told you she gangster. Let me tell hey, you, bro. <laughs> you put the, hey, bro, you got the sisters on, bro. It's no, but I, them, I just want to say. I just want to say. cut you short. Wait, no, I just want to say real quick. I, you like, like I said, I've, I've been a fan of Ice Cube's. I mean, West Side, whatever, whatever, whatever. I love me some Ice Cube. However, when this came out, I, I just cannot see him as doing it for the black people. It is easier for me to believe after I thought about it a lot. I mean, because it, it blew my mind when this came out. But what sounds more pl- more plausible to me is that this man seriously was trying, attempting to sell out the black community. And it is all to get those, look, to protect his bottom line on his side and to get more uh, black votes for Trump on Trump's side. The only one who's been honest about, about this is um, 50 Cent. He, he said straight out his face, that he was supporting Trump because support because Trump would support his uh his bottom line. Well, actually, and, and we're at the fourteen minute mark. Yeah, I, Another actually, uh, 
minute and a half is going by. We we have to end this podcast at some point. The good thing about this show, DF and Universe, is that it comes from a psychological standpoint, not meaning uh, clinical necessarily, but we have to start thinking in a positive manner. So what we do at the end of the show is to come up with solutions. And if you don't have a solution, you better have a joke. <laughs> Go. Who's going? <laughs> right. Solution, what, you want us to solve the black problem right now? Right now. <laughs> you better solve it right now. And it better not be, and it better not involve no hip-hop song. My solution is to stop, you know, a lot of people say, you know, both of these candidates is racist. Uh, they want to harp on um, uh, Senator Harris's passed as a prosecutor and say she's she's always been against black people because she was putting parents in jail because their kids was truants and all that stuff. And, and uh, of course, Biden with that whole uh, that law from back in the day in the Clinton years, he's getting he's getting the, the bum rap for that. My solution would be uh we're going to have to put a period on that and go from now. What are they saying? What are they proposing now going forward? And how, how do we fit in with that? And hmm. we need to be supporting those, those policies that they're proposing now that will benefit. Maybe they will benefit the collective America, but that includes black America too. Collective, hmm. America, you know, uh, uh, climate change that 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 benefits all of us you know food stamps food stamps ebt all of that and what are you every- talking about with the food stamps and ebt because the welfare <laughs> queens of america uh tend to be white exactly they ain't black baby we we're giving you five minutes. It's Ebony's turn, and then we're going to leave it off with Dr. Moore. No. Uh, like, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is it still Angela's turn? Go ahead. Like Angela was saying, a lot of these welfare queens, they Walmart did not start taking... Now, don't, don't you fall off the subject. A solution or a joke? <laughs> I'm going to give Angela my minutes then. Because, see, you finna give me... She said some shit about the welfare queens, and I'm going to tell you... Which, as it turns out, they tend to be white in hell. They tend to be already rich. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but getting all the handouts from the government, that, which is what their, their complaint joking. about people getting $500 a month. Don't focus on that. Focus on the black black solutions uh look uh put a period on all that all the whatever uh complaints you have against biden's uh past because look i i got i got some complaints on 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 him too because i still haven't forget let me help y'all out a little bit because y'all y'all forgetting the bigger picture the bigger picture out of all of this out of all the black people dying out of all the black people misguided by voting, out of all the, 
the the black people that are um, marginalized by this society from day one to 2020, and we wonder why shit is not going right. It's getting better, but it ain't going right. Somehow we keep falling off track. The only thing that we should take from this is that we have a black vice president and nobody even mentioned it. I did too mention her. Women mentioned it. I did too mention her. I said Senator Harris. You was talking about Ice Cube and uh, Lil Wayne. No, I said put. I said with all the people Wayne. with their compa- complaints about her past as a prosecutor, <laughs> they need to put a period on that and focus on the policies that she's proposing now, the policies that she's supporting now and going forward, which will benefit. Well, I want to hear from both of you women before we get off this podcast about what a phenomenal break in history that has been made. But don't celebrate too much because we talked about that too. Black people like to celebrate too much. But let me hear about a black woman being in office. I think it's a beautiful thing. Okay. okay. I think yes, it a is beautiful a beautiful thing. thing. You know, because okay. as black women, we have carried the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. It's about time we get a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Yes. Hmm. Yes, yes. And there's about five other black women down in the Atlanta, Georgia area. I think they're all from that area who, um, and I don't remember their names. Unfortunately, I need to learn them. But they, they were instrumental in, in getting out the the, uh, the black vote and, and eradicating uh, voter suppression down there, too. And they need the credit also. Mm-hmm. Once again, black women came so if, through. If if, if if you know, if I'm permitted one 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 minute before <laughs> these sisters um, dominate, um, <clears throat> look, I'm just saying. You know, at some point, at 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 at, at, at some point earlier, I wanted to interject by talking about. Um, uh, Biden and him being president, but not only him being president, but what it meant for him being president, because the black community really held him to a different standard. Because they 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 made him say that he was going to elect a black woman as as a vice president, and and, and to me, I think that spoke volumes. To accountability, to me, like like they when he when, when he came out and started running and and black people said, "Who's gonna be your 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 VP?" and 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 they held him accountable to say that my VP is gonna be a black woman, and then he realistically had to go out and research a black woman, and then when he came out with Kamala Harris. And to for me as an HBCU graduate, graduating from a, a historically black college, and her graduating from a historical black college, me being a part of a black uh, Greek fraternity, her being a part of a black Greek fraternity, I mean, I, I can't tell you what that means to me in my world, right? Mm. Because it's, it's it's subjective. 
but it means a lot because I come from a world where I look, I was never ever supposed to be a part of any of that, but I am now. You know, I was a hood dude. I was a street dude. I wasn't ever supposed to be a college graduate. I wasn't ever supposed to play the fraternity. I was never supposed to be any of that. But I ended up doing all of that and that. Hmm. But to be a part of that family now, I understand both sides. Like, I understand the side of my family that's like, nigga, you, you don't, you, you ain't from that. You, you, you know, like, they don't want to get past me growing up where I grew up. Mm. They don't want to get past me being the hood dude. Like my hood friends want to want me to be that hood dude forever. That's crabs in a barrel. But, mm. but, and, 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 and I get it. I get it. I really do. But I work so hard. I work so hard to come out of that. Mm. To ultimate to ultimately not only come out of that, but to go to the highest level and then become a doctor. So I, I, understood, I understand their loyalty to me from the streets. I get it. I get it. I, and I respect it. But there's another side of me that worked really hard to get to the other side. So I understand both sides. But the problem is both sides don't understand both sides. So my hood dudes don't understand my academic dudes. And I go back and forth with them because I, I feel in the middle sometimes because my hood dudes where I come from, they're like, why are you attaching yourself to these, you know, these educated street people? And my street people and, and my educated people are like, you got to leave these people alone. So I, I understand the struggle because I, I'm, I'm in the middle. I understand it. Hmm. I, I really do get it. Because because I come from both of them and I understand what that world looks like. I I, I really do. Yep. So with this whole with, with this whole thing about like 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 Trump and Biden, I, I understand what it I, I'm telling you, bro, I understand how the country is divided. Cause I live hmm. it every day. And that we need a solution for too. I just want to acknowledge the fact and, that Joe Biden was on the ticket VP to a black man, and now he's going to be president with a black vice president. Mm-hmm. That says mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard nobody else say that either. That's Angela mm-hmm. Fields right there. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think what's important is as a black person that voted, you didn't just vote for a president, but you voted for a vice president. That's a black man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that speaks volumes to where you are and where you want to see the country in the next four to eight years. Mm-hmm. Or the four or, or, or the next four to ten years, you know, because if you voted for for for, for Biden, you voted for the future of your children and what that would look like. Because you said, "I want to vote for Biden," and there's a Kamala on the ticket, and that means that she could potentially be the first black 
woman president mm-hmm. of the United States. That says a, that says a lot to me about your yep. insights. That says a lot to me about where you because if, if you if you're sitting on the sideline to me and telling me you're not voting, it's hard for me to respect your 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 intelligence. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me I'm going to participate because I care about my children and my grandchildren's future. And so not only four years from now, but eight to 10 to 16 years from now, there's a black woman that might be president. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like I can remember when Barack, when Barack became president, my son, who's now, he's now, he turned 17 in October. But I can remember eight years before that, when he became, mm-hmm. when Barack became president, I remember what it looked like for my, for me as a father, and Barack mm-hmm. as a president. I remember what it looked like. Yeah, and we're at the I twenty-seven remember- minute mark in DF and Universe, um, brother Wayne. We're gonna come back for uh, after talk. Um, I'd like to thank our guests again. Uh, Sister Ebony and Sister Angela. Um, any last words? And you better keep it under 20 seconds. When will we be doing this be again? How often yes, do you do this? Do we do it every Friday and Saturday at 3 a.m. Tomorrow, you're going to do it tomorrow night too? Yep. Oh, all right. I'm in. We got some fans, bro. <laughs> we building up. We got some fans. We building up. And we want to thank y'all for being in DF and Universe. Our voicemail, if you'd like to leave a comment, then we play it back in either on YouTube or on Anchor, is one three four seven seven five four seven four four zero. Can you text that to me? Uh, yeah. Okay. Definitely will. It's on the card. You see the card right there? Yeah, but it's super tiny. I can't read that. Oh, okay. I'll I'll text it to okay. you. Um <clears throat> anybody got any websites or anything that they want to promote? This will be well, hey look. Ch- hey, hey, check me out. Uh Dr. Uh Wayne Sunmore. My website is uh com. Uh if you want to book a, a, a session with me, go to my website at www.morementalhealthsolutions.com More Men of Health? More Mental more, Health. Or, okay. More Mental Health Solutions.com okay. Got it. And yep. this would be good for those uh, gangsters out there. You really need to Absolutely. talk to someone about separating yourself from your mentality. Not your people, your mentality. Hey, um, and look, and, and yeah, absolutely. If 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 you want to talk to a gangster, to a gangster, well, mm-hmm. if you want to talk to a gangster, ex gangster, mm-hmm. I ain't claiming gangster, gangster, <laughs> no how, no way, no none of that. I ain't none of that. But if you want to talk to an ex gangster, then I, I, I'm I'm here for you. Mm. Okay, right. um, ladies, anything you want to promote? Nope. Talk nope, to you in twenty four. Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. All right, see you tomorrow. In the F in Universe. All right.
Back in DF and Universe, and this is usually the call we have in private, but <laughs> on the air. A little musical interlude, that's the word I was looking for, musical interlude, and I'll let you have um, a little word on um, our discussion. DF and Universe. Well, I think... You know, I I think it's interesting that um, it seems like our audience is, is growing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that Trump has given us, you know, a lot to discuss over the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's interesting he- hearing the sisters' perspectives about you know different things, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, I, there's another aspect about it, you know, when we start to get personal and mm-hmm. talk about, you know, our personal lives and how we have come to where we have come from mm-hmm. um, and, and, and get into this whole thing about this whole podcast. Because, you know, when you introduce me as Dr. Moore mm-hmm. um, and people don't know my background, don't know my history, mm-hmm. they can, can perceive me one way. But then when we get, uh, you know, and and I, and I get this right here. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I, I, I thought that I thought that was an interesting dynamic tonight. In that, you know, people are like, you know, the sisters like, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what their perspective was prior to me <laughs> self-disclosing certain things, but you know, afterwards it's like, oh damn, this nigga, nigga too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, he, yeah, yeah, you're like, he a real nigga. Like, he, he like, he wanted to hear a nigga too. Like, nigga, I didn't know you was a real nigga. Or I didn't know you was a nigga. You know, well, you, you know, one of the things that, that, that we have to do from now on is to find the string between these synapses. And the synapses is something in the brain. So I think you would know better than I would. And the the way that the the body communicates with itself to function is through the brain synapses, right? Synapse, s s y n a p s e. Well, nevertheless, that's just an analogy of the things that we need to do in the black community to link up mentally and be on the same page, even if we have different missions. We are on the same page in terms of the dog and the dog whisperer, and we should be the dog catcher. Yeah, and I think that's what's most important is that, like, as close as you and I are, I think at the end of the day, like, uh, understanding the different perspectives that you and I might have, right? 
Mm. Um, like, like you and I argue about voting, mm. and I almost, I almost want to say, look, dude, just <laughs> vote, just right? vote, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just participate, and then we can have a conversation. But when you don't vote, because, because, because I'm like, you know what? If, if, if at the end of the day, like when we first met, years later, mm-hmm. prior to we being kids. When we, when we met later, even though I was Orthodox Islam and you was a nation of Islam, it was like, just come to the mosque. <laughs> right? I'm not, and, 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 and it wasn't like you saying to me, convert. Right. Even though sometimes you were. But right. even though it, it, it wasn't that all the time, it was like, right. just, just come hear our message. Right? right? And, and and you were that across the board with so many different things. Like when you introduced me to the guy that owned the cleaners, who was a Republican, mm-hmm. you 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 wasn't anti him, right? You you know you you still Even was like we you had know different views, right? You you still was like you know what I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna bring my suits here. You know you you, you know we I'm we, bring we my still, friends here. <laughs> right. And you brought me there. You introduced me to him, and I, so I started bringing my clothes to him as a right. result of that. So, <laughs> so what I'm saying is that I think going forward, what we have to do a better job of is saying, okay, maybe maybe I disagree, but mm-hmm. you got this business, you got this going on, you got this. Right, I, I'm gonna support, support it. it. Right, right. You, you know, and instead I brought of, my friends to you tonight. I know the one thing that I have to be thankful for forever, man, is I've met some beautiful people, beautiful minds over the course of my life. And I will never regret it. And I'm glad to bring them and introduce them to you because that's what we should be doing, man. We should be connecting. And it was sad to see that this um, King Vaughn guy, he's not only the the murder that happened in the last couple of days, but like a week or two, a month before that, his adversary was killed and he was making fun of the adversary. And now they're saying that that's part of why he met the fate that he met. But what made me focus was damn this guy's got daughters he's got children he's 25 27 years old and he's gone and they are now subjected to this black life without a father without some type of guidance from a male figure in their life forever so 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 what about your relationship with um, the sisters that was on tonight made you feel like um, it, it it was convenient or were there even me meeting or connecting with them or or even having the conversation? All of these people I met from alizé.com, we used to talk about relationship advice. And uh, yeah. we all decided to meet up in... Um, different states because we were all from different parts some were from the midwest some were from the west coast some were from the east coast and we all would just converge on the city didn't know each other from adam and we would have discussions like this we party okay. together we drink together 
We did everything. Okay. And then okay. we go back home to our regular lives. Okay. Okay. So it okay. it was something that was supposed to be a negative or uh, a caveat. Somebody should be warning. Don't do that. Don't do that on social media. At that time, it was something revolutionary. It was like a renaissance of mm. sorts. And we're still friends to this day. And that was over 20-something years ago. Even though I'm only 27. Don't ever forget that I'm only 27. Right, 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 right. In my I was mind. thinking 26. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was thinking 26. You got it right, brother. <laughs> I was a year old. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, <laughs> don't ever under, don't ever under, underestimate the power of sisters and women. Right. Because they they, and they we need to take... connect with them on a mental level. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. they are our future. They hold yeah. the canal to uh, our future. Uh, yeah. 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 So so I I'm a, I'm appreciative of them coming on. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's been a part of the discussion, mm-hmm. but a lot of what what they may decide to do going forward mm-hmm. may have a lot to do with um, what may happen with the podcast. I mean, right. you and I will do what we do, right? Um, Which is but, why but I come of... back on at the end for our final thoughts, like Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> It's just me and you. Matter of fact, what is your take on uh, the first black vice president, which we didn't touch on much tonight? From a mental standpoint, this is, remember I told you that black experience is is, uh, received in pictures, sounds, and feelings. And that is what put a powerful image in my mind tonight. Kamala Harris. Now, you got people with all types of negative, pessimistic t- thoughts. Oh, she's not black. Oh, she locked up more black men than blah, blah, blah. All of that shit don't mean nothing. It was just like when Barack Obama became president. I didn't even have to agree with his politics. It was just, this is a black man in office. I don't even give a fuck if he didn't turn a shoestring for black people. The fact that this image is in permanent history of the black experience was all that I needed. Yeah, bro, I could really get deep into that, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's time for your bedtime, bro. Before your yeah. punch you right in the face. Because that would uh, led to a whole nother hour deep conversation. Yeah, well, what time is it now? She is <laughs> it's five it's five o'clock. Punched, yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's deep sleep right now. So it doesn't matter, you know, until like maybe six, and maybe you know she'll be waking up. Right now, she's in a deep sleep, so it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but 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 we can you know, we actually I, can bring that back uh, for tomorrow's um uh, follow up discussion. As, as far as what what what, what would be the, the, Kama- the Kamala Harris experience? Okay, <laughs> I, I'm with that. You can bring it up because here because here's the thing. At the end of the day, for me, if you didn't vote for Joe Biden. 
and his vice president is Kamala Harris, a black woman. Mm. Man, look, I'm like, nigga, you know what? <laughs> you, you you might need to be taken to the shed and shot. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to hear your art. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't want to hear your <laughs> argument about what Joe Biden did in 1992 or what Kamala Harris did when she was, look, because here's the thing. I, you know, I was a person that was a part of the street at that time. Mm. So I know, I, I know what the streets looked like in 1992 mm. when that bill got passed. Mm. And, and, and it wasn't about Joe Biden. Mm. You know, you had the Congressional Black Caucus coming to Joe Biden saying mm. this is what we need to do. Right. So it, it wasn't it wasn't Joe Biden. It was a it was a congressional black caucus coming to him saying we need, to do, we, need, we, <laughs> we, we need to do something in this in these black communities. Because <laughs> niggas was dying and they did not know what to do. Niggas so was strung he, out. <laughs> right. So 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 he as an elected official acted upon the black agenda at that time. Mm. So when people come to me and make that argument, I, it frustrates me because it, it talks about the, the, the uneducation of, to them about what was happening at, at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, now, now we can go forward. We can talk about Kamala. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about Kamala. and But at the end of the day, Kamala was what? She was a uh, 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 she was a district attorney. Mm-hmm. Well, what the fuck is your job as a district attorney? Hmm. To um, prosecute cases. Hey, thank you. So here's my here's my dilemma with that. Again, I, I'm a dude that come from the streets. Mm-hmm. You don't want to deal with the district attorney. Hmm. You don't want to. You don't want to get hmm. in trouble. But when you get in trouble, now you got to deal with the district attorney. Hmm. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get I it. Fucked up. If you, <laughs> right, right, I get it, man. You gotta I'm take like, some so, responsibility for this. Thank you, bro. That's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, I'm like, you know, you want to knock Sister Kamala Harris hmm. for doing her job. Mm-hmm. But 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 what the fuck were you doing? Hmm. How responsible were you in the hmm. streets? Hmm. And, and, and I and I have to you know be honest like 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 now if I'm gonna hang out and I want to have drinks, mm-hmm. you really think you really think I'm gonna drive? <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not going to drive, bro. Right. <laughs> if, if, if 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 I'm going to hang out, you know. I am, but now, now you have. I'm, a I'm gonna get your Uber. You have a better right. mind, right? But, but that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying you can't put yourself in a position to be prosecuted, right? You know. It, so what I'm saying is, like right. now, I'm like, man. Okay, so let's say you know things get great, whatever, right? And mm-hmm. everybody's hanging out. So I go to a party, mm-hmm. but I'm not driving. Mm-hmm. I'm not driving. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, look, I went but to watch the you're in a last week. A different mindset now. But, but that's what I'm saying.
but we have to show black people how to get there. Now, a lot of black people have that 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 mindset where they're cognizant and responsible of everything that's going on in their lives. But it's that moment in that youth from that time from like 14 to late 20s that all of that goes out the window and you know it. I know it. And we have to figure out a way to to reel them back in. We have to be fishermen of men, of black men. In our different um, avenues of solutions. Yeah, but I think a part of that is um, not only wrapping them in, but um, their ability to be able to listen. Because if you talk to me at 14 to 17 or 14 to maybe 20. I I don't know that I hear mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you know, you might just be an old dude to me talking bullshit or just talking old shit mm-hmm. to me. So I don't know that right. I don't know that I hear you at that age. Right. So as much as you might be trying to pour into me, I don't know that I'm in a place to be able to receive it. Hmm. Now, there was a brother, um, I think I was trying to tell you about the brother that um, he said the same thing. And he did 26 years in prison. And he was given a life sentence plus 20 years. <laughs> He's out. Now he's got um he, I think he said he got some courses under psychology under his belt now. He didn't know how to read or write when he went to prison. But um that that is the thing that we have to do. We have to catch them before that time and give them the same importance of getting that education. Before they get into that big mess, but, but bro, he's not even supposed to be out in the street. But bro, let, let, let's just go. Let's just go on a more intimate level, right? Mm-hmm. And a more intimate level is 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 our household, your your household, right. my household, your personal household, right? The kids that you raise, the kids the kids that you're raising, right? Mm-hmm. And and how they see you and the information mm-hmm. that you're displaying. Mm-hmm. Because what, what I'm saying is like for me in my house mm-hmm. uh, you know I often wonder like when did what I become when did what I say become um Kind of like a, a chastisement, or mm. or or a uh, a lecture. Mm-hmm. So so it's like in, in my household, it's like much of what I say is like, Dad gonna give a lecture, <laughs> and I'm like, like damn, when 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 did that happen? <laughs> but 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 it's it's a, it's across the board, right? 
it's it's across the board my with with not only my kids but even with my wife. Like everybody's on the Mm. same page in terms of (laughs) what mad dad about to give a lecture. Yeah, it's like it's it's like okay, you know if you say that you don't get a lecture. And I'm like why the you know, like where the fuck did that come from? Why is that a why is what I'm about to say is gonna be a lecture? But 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 that's a reality, bro. Like in my household, it's mm. like you know, daddy's gonna give you a lecture about that. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I look at it, I, it's it's effective. Yeah, but but I look at my wife like, why did the fuck did you co-sign that? <laughs> you know, but 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 she she is as much of a co-signer as my my kids. <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. she'll be like. Well, you know your dad. You 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 know your dad gonna be, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that that it, it, you know it 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 is kind of bothersome in that, for for example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like making these conversations personal, but I I, I will for the sake of this conversation. <laughs> so my son, don't say too much. It's, it's going on recording. I don't know if I should say it all then. I, we're gonna we're gonna leave it right there. Okay, folks. I I leave it right there. We're at the twenty one minute mark anyway, and I'm sleeping. Okay, I I made some bean pies tonight, brother. You said some part of the some. You said you said some bean pies. Yes, sir. I'm gonna send you one. (laughs) (laughs) You join my coat, indeed. In non-voting. <laughs> That's how they got me into the mosque, man. There's them damn bean pies. You had to have them. Bruh, uh, I, I will not be joining that cult. I will be voting. So. <laughs> Remember that you spent your last on the bean pies. <laughs> like, brother, how the hell you let them take your I do. last two dollars? I do, bro. <laughs> I do, bro. I'm, I'm still, I'm still angry. Well, there's a method to my madness. I, I, I'm gonna perfect the recipe, bro. I'm, I'm still angry about that, bro. I'm still angry. <laughs> Let them niggas get yeah. me out of my tongue. <laughs> I'm still angry about that, bro. I, I, I need to get over that, bro. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I stopped you, bro. <laughs> And on that note, I'm gone, brother. I've had enough. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, tomorrow night, we will try again to take over the world. Yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> I would. I know tomorrow night is going to be a long night. Um, if I can get on <laughs> earlier, I will text you mm-hmm. and we will go from there. All right. All right. All right. Appreciate the sisters Peace, that brother. came on tonight. Peace. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Peace. Peace.